Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Stoppage Time from the MLS UK show. I'm Henry Hewitt, as always, and I'm joined by... Elliot Holman, greetings. Can't believe we've done 10 of these episodes now, this bonus podcast that we do, uh, where we talk about the biggest news in MLS, and ironically, for a bit of a landmark, um, it's a bit of a quiet week in MLS, so we've had to scrape the barrel, but we feel we have found some good talking points to talk about, uh, which is always the case, because when we took a week off, the other day, or the other week, I should say. Uh, then we had loads of stuff. So, hey, it's how it goes. Yeah, um, but yeah, of course, there is some uh, big breaking news for us to talk about, and that's Atlanta United dropping points at home against New England Revolution, struggling New England Revolution. So I thought we could uh, delve into that, uh, do some real sort of deep analysis on that. Um, was there any other... Any other games? Uh, well, Orlando, yeah. maybe? They, they picked up three yeah. points. Standard, really. Yeah, well, we. I mean, we, we could talk about that. I know the Atlanta thing, we are going to talk about something that perhaps could be relevant to that, maybe, and why right. Atlanta did drop points. Uh, excuses, you mean? Yeah, yeah, excuses. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see later on. But I think though, if we're going to kick things off by talking about one game this weekend. It has to be Portland 7, SKC 2. Um, what happened here? I know SKC have been dropping points at Portland. We've said they've had Cascadia cough, which means they will inevitably start playing well and make the playoffs. Um, was this just a, a, a sort of a, a, a an explosion of both of these things, or can you pick one thing out over the other? What was it? Well, how come we got a seven-two and in a season that we've been used to getting nil-nils? I think there's a uh, a few factors to this. On the whole. It says a lot about MLS when you see 7-2 and you think, eh, it happens, because um, it does. Um, obviously, neither side's had a great start to the season. They're not where they'd want to be. So is it the start of um, Portland getting rid of their Cascadia cough? Maybe. Is it a sign that SKC aren't going to rally, having lost Polito? Is it a sign that they're not quite going to be up there where we expected them to be? Possibly. But ultimately, 7-2 in any MLS game, it's impressive, but it's not that surprising. <laughs> what a league. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, when you look at the fact that it was 1-0 at half time, and then 10 minutes into the second half, suddenly it was 4-0, um, I think that tells you the period of play that was most damaging to SKC. And uh, one of those goals, well, two of them, but one in particular was from their own corner. Another one was from their own attack. So it was really counter-attacking football. Blanco scored two. 
Um, his first goals of the season, but it's good to see Blanco getting back in there. It is, and you mentioned those counter-attacking goals. This is the danger, isn't it? Especially in a league like MLS, where maybe the defending isn't as good as uh, some other leagues in the world, shall we say. Um, you go one goal down, you go two goals down, you think, right, we've got to push forward. Obviously, fair enough to push forward for your own corner. Uh, on your own attacks, maybe that's up to the coaching staff to balance that out a little bit more. But you do run the risk of conceding on a counter-attack and ultimately that's what's punished them and then and then you're four or five down and really there's no coming back from that. No, there's not. And uh, yeah, I think SKC really at the moment are really struggling. Um, I mean, the irony was on the last episode of the MLS UK show, we said they were struggling to score goals. They actually scored two this week, which is most, more than other weeks. Uh, but of course, conceding seven isn't going to help. Um I, I, I noticed we had two goals from Portland's newest star called Nathan. We had a guy called Nathan score for San Jose the other week as well. It's a good what name. What is it with Nathan's at the moment? It is a great name. It's a great name. We put a clip of uh, The Office when the David Brent, um, Ricky Gervais, says it's a great name on our Twitter. And it, it is a great name. It's a great name for a footballer at the moment in uh, in MLS. It is, but um, I can't really compete in this when one of the greatest players of all time was called Henry. So... Yeah, Terry Henry or Thierry Henry. Um, looking at the league table then, uh, just to uh, round off this little part of the stoppage time, um, SKC second bottom now with only nine points. Portland level on points with a whole host of teams on 15 points in the playoff um, area. SKC now six points off the playoffs. Are they going to be, you know, we do joke about the Seattle syndrome. Can you see a better second half of the season for them or, or do we expect a season of struggle this year? Well, we talked about it on the on the main episode last week where you're looking at the, the teams that are outside the playoffs in the West currently. Um, I don't have the standings in front of me, but we, we talked about Seattle being um, out of the playoffs. We talked about Portland. Um, we talked about Minnesota, whether they were going to hang on in there and obviously SKC um, way down there struggling not all of them can make it. We're used to seeing SKC and Seattle and Portland all being in those playoff spots and, and near the top of the playoff spots. They can't realistically all make it. So if Portland are going to beat SKC 7-2, it's a good indication of maybe which teams might not make the cut this year. Well, one of the teams that is in the playoff spots uh, this time around, and uh, it's a bit harsh to say they've never been there before based on the fact that it's only their second season, uh, but Austin FC, and this is the second thing we're going to talk about on Stoppage Time this week. Josh Wolf has signed a new three-year contract. Um, he's obviously well-known in MLS, and uh, he wasn't a surprise appointment when he was appointed at the start of last season. But they really have got the spirit amongst them at the, mo- at the moment, haven't they, Austin? And they've really settled now in MLS. Yeah, well, I liked a lot of what happened with the roster build in the first place. Um They've strengthened that, no no doubt about that, um, this season. And they're performing a lot better. But remember, they've got their home stadium now. They're playing a full season with a home stadium, which uh, really, really, when you see it, you can tell why it's making such a big difference. Um, They've got confidence, which is something it's taken Cincinnati four years to get. Um, They're flying now as well. Um, But really pleased for Austin. And and Josh Wolf, more specifically, I really liked what I heard from him, you know, even a year before Austin came into MLS. I liked what he was saying. I liked his ideas. Um, so not surprised that this has finally clicked 
and I'm I'm really pleased for for Austin and I'm pleased for Josh Wolf and it'll be really really nice if they can make the playoffs and and we can see a new team in the postseason. Yeah, Austin fall into that brackets of uh, teams and bearing in mind there was obviously a lot of controversy with them coming into the league. But buried it. But now, if you look and see where they are now, I think the amongst them sides that they bring a lot to the league. You know, when you see them playing at home, the crowd is always there. It's great colours. There's an atmosphere, and to see them doing well is is very good. Josh Wolf, though, um, he, he's obviously those who don't know, he had a great career in MLS. He played for uh, DC, uh, Kansas City, Chicago um, for quite a few years. There's a few clubs that are looking for new head coaches at the moment. We always talk about it, the MLS experience. Is this proof that you do need someone in there that does know the league? I think it makes a massive difference. I think it's, uh, guys like Phil Neville will have been surprised no matter how much you read up on or, in which case, know your best mate, <laughs> David Beckham. Um, there's always an element of surprise. It's it's well documented. I think the travel is a huge factor. Um and obviously the roster constraints, which are really difficult to work within. If if you go into it knowing that, accepting that, you maybe got a more realistic approach, which is what I was talking about when you heard Josh Wolf before Austin even began when they just started building a roster and they maybe had one DP signed a year a year ahead. I just think you go in there sort of level-headed knowing what's expected of you and what realistically you can achieve. And I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, of course. And I think when you look at everything with the trades and the, how it works, the system, uh, the fact that you're having to make those, uh, you're having to travel from, you could play one Saturday and then on, as we see in this week, Thursday or Wednesday evening, you're then having to travel halfway around the country to play another game. It's uh, All of that is part of the MLS world. And uh, I think we've seen a few managers that aren't used to that who have struggled. But Josh Wolf, yeah, last season, did we overestimate what Austin could do? Possibly. But uh, they're really showing this year that uh, now they've had 12 months, they've settled, they, they're showing their worth, which is great to see. And it's great to see them doing well. Uh, right, now for a team that, uh, well, haven't necessarily been doing well in the last few weeks, Atlanta United. Um, we got a win the other week, but of course... Uh, couldn't carry that on by drawing 2-2 at the weekend to New England at home, which, hey, if we look at last season, that's not a bad result. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, but of course, New England aren't doing that well this season, so maybe it is a bad result. But uh, you look at Atlanta, and the thing we're going to talk about with them is uh, Miles Robinson. Now, this was announced just after we recorded the MLS UK show last week that he's uh, ruptured his Achilles, which, as we all know, is a nasty injury. So he joins the likes of Guzan, uh, Alonso and Martinez, who are out uh, for, for the time being. Uh, obviously, Guzan and Alonso are out for pretty much the year, as well as possibly Robinson. Um, how much, do, as, a, as a neutral, let's say, how much is this going to affect Atlanta's season? Well, all jokes aside, we know what he brings to the team. When he broke into that side and started playing centre-back every single week for Atlanta United, it, it was at a time where everything was new. Everybody was new. And there were maybe bigger names that were, let's say, more important to them at the time. Almiron, Martinez, etc. But he's really become a a stalwart, stalwart at the back there for, for Atlanta United and not just for them, but for the US men's national team as well. Clearly a huge asset to both club and country. So 
even from a neutral point of view, it's it's sad to see because this is somebody with a lot of talent, a lot of promise. And let's be honest, less talented players have already moved to Europe. So um, this is this is a big blow for for him and for the US men's national team as well ahead of that World Cup. Yeah, well, this is what I was going to ask. Um, of course, at the end of the calendar year, we have got a World Cup. Miles Robinson is a big part of the US men's national team as well as Atlanta. Um, if you was a, a US fan, you must be sweating right now because these injuries take a long time. And not only that, even if he got back uh, playing in a few, uh, well, in a four or five months, let's say, he's still short of fitness. So it's still going to take a lot for him to get fit for the World Cup. Yeah, do you take him? Is he going to be match fit? Is that a waste of a, a roster slot? Um, England had a similar problem uh, with Trent Alexander-Arnold in the uh, build-up to the Euros, and there was a lot of talk about, will he even make it into the squad because there's so many good right-backs in the England squad? But we've seen <laughs> what he's achieved even at the weekend alone. He belongs in that England squad, and it's the same for Miles Robinson. He He's earned that slot, so... It's going to depend when he comes back. It's going to depend if he manages to get any any football in before uh, they they leave for Qatar. But it's certainly a big blow. But when you've got Zimmerman, are you that worried? Guy is incredible. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So for the US men's national team, no. It is a big issue, of course it is, but there are replacements there. Of course, for Atlanta, when you consider now that with those names, Guzan, Robinson... Alonso and Martinez. That's the spine of a team out. So as an Atlanta fan, I really do worry. From an from a outsider's point of view, though, Brad Atlanta are a better side without Brad Guzan. I, I, he might be a leader, but nothing special for me. But it's funny you mentioned that with the, uh, the character, because if you look at those four players, they are big characters to lose from the dressing room. And I know they're not there, you know, they are still there. They're in the locker room, but the... They, uh, they're, you know, in the physio table, so they're not quite there on match days. So, yeah, going to be interesting to see how Atlanta do this season after a promising start. It's gone downhill a bit. Uh, right, moving on to something a bit more positive, especially for me. Uh, just anything from that would be more positive. But um, Harvey Neville, we saw this. Uh, he made his debut for Inter Miami uh, in the US Open last week. He came on for DeAndre uh, Yedlin, uh, of course, Inter, Mil- uh, Inter, Milan, Inter Miami, I should say, uh, won their match um, against South Georgia. And, uh, I mean, we you talked before about Phil Neville being lucky because he's mates with the boss. Uh, is it the same with Harvey Neville? Is, is he? Um, do you think he's being pushed in because he knows the boss and the boss's boss? Well, it trickles down, doesn't it? So Phil's got a job because David's his best mate and Phil's son is now playing because his dad's best mates with the owner. So, yeah. Um, but everyone's got to start somewhere. Um, obviously, uh, David's got a, got a son playing for for uh, Miami as well in the in the second team. So uh, I'd not I'm not against these players getting a chance and having a go. They obviously have to prove themselves. Miami as a whole have to prove themselves in the in the Open Cup. They've not particularly been tested yet, I think it's fair to say. Um so we'll see how they go as a whole. I expect them to put out a much stronger side in the um in the next round. But ultimately I think we all like seeing famous people's kids playing for teams. I think there's just something interesting. Um, there's a lot for them to live up to. Even Phil Neville's son, really, to be fair, has got a lot to live up to. Um, but you do feel like 
As soon as you're born and David Beckham is your dad, pretty nailed on you're not going to be the best Beckham ever to play football. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. We'll, uh, we'll keep a watchful eye on. Yeah, and the fact that there's also a Beckham in NFL makes you the third best Beckham <laughs> to play uh, football. But, uh, yeah, US Open Cup, you mentioned that into Miami's uh, next game uh, is, of course, away at Orlando. So you're hoping maybe that they won't put out I like how you put your new your MLS hat on there and took your Orlando one off, even though, uh, oh, well, saying that, you'd probably fancy Orlando's chances against Miami anyway, wouldn't you? After beating Philadelphia, come one, come all. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, elsewhere, um, Nashville, after beating Atlanta, they travel to uh, Louisville City. Uh, NYCFC face New England Revolution, which will be a really tough game for NYCFC because New England Revolution really picked up form now, really... In form. Mm, one of the best teams in the league, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Uh, mm. It showed that um, on Saturday, uh, <laughs> or Sunday. Um, New York Red Bulls face Charlotte. Minnesota face Union Omaha. SKC v uh, Houston Dynamo. Uh, Sacramento versus San Jose. And then it's the uh, the El Trafico US Open version. Uh, LA Galaxy v LAFC. Um, some interesting ties in there, and uh, it's as we said, MLS tends to stay into the latter stages. Where these, uh, you know, the USL teams tend to phase out, uh, be phased out as we we go on. But there's some big names in there, big names to uh, possibly win the tournament, and uh, I'm getting excited going into the latter stages of it. Yeah, and Chicago get a week off, so that'll be good for them. Get well rested, try and trying to get themselves off the bottom of the table. Um, but yeah, it, it does get a lot more exciting, I think, as you get into it. I, I, it's hard It's hard in the early stages because it's so localised. You know who you're going to be playing. You're going to be playing somebody within your state, within your region. It's probably someone you played last year and the year before and the year before that. I understand why it's done, but certainly better in the latter stages. Some teams want to take it really seriously, some not so much. We've seen some epic matches when it comes to the quarters and the semis and obviously the final um, previously so yeah fingers crossed we keep being entertained yeah and they've already made the draw for the next phase of the tournament there's potentially Orlando v Nashville uh, there's um, you know a, a NYC FC uh, New York Red Bulls match um, the winner of LA versus LA will play San Jose perhaps so yeah there's some intriguing ties to come and this is what's exciting about it is to, and I've noticed as well in the States they've started doing broadcasting it a bit differently. There was a show that just showed all the goals go in as, as they did, similar to what we have here with um, Gillette Soccer Saturday. So it's uh, it's good to see that um, you know the, the TV companies are, are looking at it a bit more as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it's ever been a massive part of um, American soccer since we've been uh, watching MLS. I don't think there's been huge importance placed on, on the US Open Cup, but... Uh, I won it on Football Manager in my most recent save. And uh, as a winner of the uh, US Open Cup, I, I think we should treat it with respect. It's very important. And I think on that note, let's uh, let's move on from there. And uh, thanks for watching and thanks for joining us for another Stoppage Time episode. Remember, the MLS UK show is sponsored by Soccer90.com. Uh, have a look on there. There's loads of shirts available, whether it be MLS, European sides, Liga MX, international teams, loads uh, to have a look at and at the checkout if you type in 20 if you type in MLS UK you get 20% off 
in the discount code, which is brilliant as well. So thanks for Soccer90.com for sponsoring us and giving our listeners that opportunity. Uh, We'll be back next week with another MLS UK show. Remember to subscribe on your uh, podcast provider and uh, any episode that gets dropped, you get first. It goes straight in your notifications. And as well, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like the video and subscribe as well. This week, we got our first 1,000 viewed YouTube video, which we're really happy with. So thanks very much for uh, supporting us on there. And hopefully it won't be too long until we get our next one. Uh, Right, well, that's it from me, Elliot. I think that's it from me as well. And uh, we'll see you next week for a full episode with lots to talk about, including the demise of Atlanta United. Not a chance. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.